Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. We return to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Managed print services to keep your printing costs down? Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. You can text us at 630-630 just before we bring Elliot Friedman in. Um, we're going to tell you that guests on the show receive gift certificates to Roos Chris Steakhouse. Roos Chris, it's the greatest steak you've ever had. Follow the sizzle to 9990 Jasper Avenue. Tell Maggie and the Oilers staff Oilers now sent you. Two texts for you. Brian from Lloyd. Hey, Bob, not sure if this is possible, but could Lucic restructure his contract, either take less or less each year in a longer-term deal, changing the cap hit, allowing the team to get more talent? Uh, he has to know that everybody hates his contract, and this would show his eagerness to win. Just a thought from Brian and Lloyd. No. That's not how it works. They're guaranteed contracts. There's no restructuring of deals like there is in the National Football League. This text coming in. Part of the reason why players have to restructure deals in the NFL is because they can be outright released. The contracts are non-guaranteed. That's why contracts are front-loaded in the NFL with a guarantee, and which is why organizations like the Oakland Raiders have to trade top-end players because you actually have to have the money in place in order to front-load a contract. So if you give a guy 65 out of 100 million bucks... Right, You have to have the actual money, and the Raiders are not exactly a wealthy franchise like, say, the Giants are. This text comes in from Brian from Lloyd. Bob, uh, no, no, we're going to go to another one here, sorry. Uh, this individual did not take uh, put his name to it, which I always get frustrated. Do me a favor. If you're going to rip us, at least take the time to put your name on it, but I'm going to read it. All you Edmonton media, Bob, just continue to carry the water. Nicholson embarrassed all of Edmonton and every Oilers fan and everyone in the Oilers uh, dressing room. Despicable comments from the president of the NHL team. This team is the laughing stock of the NHL. Daryl Cates is lucky he has the best fan base of the world in the world. Hey, the Oilers are a really good fan base. There is no question about that. There's some other really good fan bases around the National Hockey League. The Oilers got a great fan base. All you Edmonton uh, media, Bob, just continue to carry the water. You're entitled to your opinion. Next time, put your name to the text. You can text us at 630-630. Let's bring aboard Elliot Friedman. Hi, Elliot. How are you? I'm going to start I'm gonna start calling you Gunga Din. Don't do that. I've had lots of different nicknames. It's funny. <laughs> So some, sometimes when you confront a guy when he when he gives you a nickname, it's uh, pretty interesting how quickly they back down from it. You know what I mean? Like, oh, okay, so sorry. What exactly? Yeah. Anyway, you know where I'm going with that. You know what, Elliot? Here's the deal: you got to have thick skin if you're if you're doing this. And if oh you're, yeah, that's and, true. And you know what? I I had an individual that was new to Edmonton in the last five years. Mm-hmm. He didn't have a thick skin. Okay, so there was an individual that I worked with and saw on a fairly regular basis. And he didn't have a thick skin, and I just don't think he got the market. And, uh, you know, uh, I've had people say, why do you read negative texts on your show? I've had other radio broadcasters in this market say, 
why would you ever read a negative tax? We try to provide some balance. To be honest with you, we probably read a little bit higher percentage of the negative ones. Because I don't want those. I would probably do the same thing if I hosted. Right? Like, I just. Go ahead. Like, I remember when I was was editor-in-chief of the student paper at Western, uh, the guy I I followed was Scott Festchuk. Yeah. And his theory was you should, if you get, say, 40 letters and 35 of them are against you and five are for you, if you're going to put letters to the editor out there, it should represent what you receive. Like, if, if. and we didn't like putting a lot of supportive mail on there because it was too much patting your back. 100% but agree. On, on a topic, like if people are are no, all against you, you have to show that this is the way people responded to what we did. You can't be afraid of that. If you're afraid of that, you shouldn't be in the business. Well, usually what happens is sometimes you'll get people, and occasionally they have worked in hockey operations that'll say they're just ill-informed. And I'll go, you know what? I'll say this about our fan base. They're pretty dialed in. I wouldn't call them ill-informed. Uh, no. I, I would suggest, no, I wouldn't either. I would suggest that they're on top of it, and uh, they're allowed to have dissenting views. Yeah. I, I, I will tell you when, uh, you know, I, I look back on the, the day it was announced, April 24th, 2015. It's quite supportive, close to 90% support for Shirelli being the GM at that time. Mm-hmm. Uh, there were some people a little bit concerned about the cap management that occurred in Boston. Said, look, it was more than just a power struggle between Peter and uh, and Cam Neely and uh, Charlie Jacobs, uh, Jeremy Jacobs' son. So there were, you know, some dissenters. Just like, as an example, there was when Lucic got signed. The majority of the Edmonton media were fairly supportive of that because they believed, yeah, 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 sure, fine. Years five, six, and seven were going to be a challenge, mm-hmm. but Milan was going to make the team instantly better and and change the complexion. And, and I'll say this, Elliot: games against the Oilers have been a lot quieter since he's come here because nobody wakes him up, right? So they have been quiet. Uh, Connor McDavid hasn't missed one game due to injury. Uh, he's been suspended for two games, and he's had, I think he's missed three games to illness. Um, but Milan has not lived up to the the goal-scoring aspect of what uh, the Oilers were hoping for when they signed that deal. And that was the concern of a lot of the blogosphere out there that uh, is very passionate about the hockey team. So, mm-hmm. you know, I'm giving them some credit there. Like, hey, they, 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 they thought it would happen quicker than many of the writers and many of the broadcasters did for Luch. Just because, frankly, a lot of us like how Lucic played, you know. So, mm-hmm. there, there you go. So you're not always going to be right, and that's the thing. And you better have thick skin. That's it. Yes, you have to have thick skin right? in this business. There's and, no question. And that includes I, I the say, people I in hockey people, ops. I, I hate people who always retweet compliments. Oh man, does it make me crazy? Yeah, I, I really don't like. Do it. you know one guy who never does that? You're talking. That? I never do it. Ever. It's, You've never retweeted anyone. The only the only thing I retweeted is I predicted once that Nugent Hopkins would score two goals in a game. Before so game. you do, you do do that. I You're did like it. I did it once four years ago, and Jack Michaels jabbed me about it so hard. Good for it, Jack. It was it, the point was I've been wrong 874 times <laughs> on predictions before that I finally got one right. I had to celebrate it. <laughs> That's right. You had to do a dance. All right. Uh, we're, well, uh, give, I mean, it, it was interesting because even a guy like Rob Tichkowski, who, uh, you know, is, is tends to be uh, fairly uh, – he's a funny follow for Oilers fans. 
Um, but he put a tweet out and he kind of gave it his perspective. Like, look, he understood what Nicholson was saying about, you know, really what he was saying is there's a lack. Of, I mean, Bob Nicholson has subsequently gone in person and, and apologized to Reader and apologized to the owner. Look, he, he's he done made, so he, many. He's he, done like he, ten. He made of his, a big mistake. Look, he made a big mistake. He, yeah. he made a big mistake. There's no other way to say it. He knows it. You know it. I know it. Yeah. Everybody listening. To I was there. It. I was the yeah. one. Mo- I was. You know. I was right there. I, I saw yeah. the whole thing unfold. It was. It was. It was a big mistake. You can't apologize to the player enough. I saw Reader's quotes today. Um, you know. He. He basically let everybody know how upset he was um you know all you can do is just beg for forgiveness that's all you can do there's 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 nothing else you can do yeah. there and I, i've been in those situations like I've, I've moderated a few of those before and i know that team presidents gms coaches whoever you want to give your season ticket holders a little bit extra you want to yep. feel like they're being rewarded for going there but you've got to know where the line is and obviously he made a huge mistake it was disrespectful i can understand the player being upset um you know i mean i don't know i know he's apologized to him i saw john shannon just tweeted yep. before we came on that yep. he called him again today to apologize maybe you make a charitable donation on his behalf or something like that but all in this situation all you can do is is throw yourself uh on the bed of nails and and just put yourself at the mercy because you know you've gone too far. Yep. Yep. And Reader would score if he was more in the guts of the game. And I'm going to tell you this right now. He is going to get another contract somewhere, and I'm going to guarantee you he's going to score. He's been Look, it, he's been on unla- nice marrier. He's had it. There's, there's nothing else you can say. Right? I mean, Riley Sheehan was Nobody for, thought this was going to happen. R- Nobody. 100%. When they yeah. signed him, Elliot, I thought he'd score 18 goals. I there, thought it'd be a, I thought it was a perfect move. He's fast. Yeah. Um, a team that was looking for speed. You knew he could you, you were hoping he could keep up with both McDavid and Drysdale yeah. whether on one line or the other or with them both. Like you're seeing, like there's nobody who looked at that move for the price and said that's a bad A one-year term too. Yeah. Like I yeah. and the pre- thought the, it was a bad idea. The premise was come in here, you know, score fifteen and twenty goals, yeah. get yourself an extension moving forward, right? And so, yeah, uh, and because he can penalty kill, and you know what the and you know I don't like doing this too much, Elliot, but I he's one of the most pleasant. Like there's a couple guys down there, and if you get a hello out of those guys. Uh, you know, and I don't look, man. I'm not being buddy buddy with any of the players. Like that's just that's just I'm too old for that. It's not my well. You I, know I what it is, Bob? You're sitting there. You're sitting there. You're like you feel for a guy like that. That's right? what, that's where I'm going, right? Like no, like like Riley Shayan when like I think he scored two goals last year in the 82nd game of the season. Yeah, right? two years ago. Yeah, like two so two years ago. Did you see those guys in Detroit celebrate? Yes. It was like they won the Stanley Cup. Yeah. Like you, if you like a guy and they put in the work, you want to see them get rewarded. And he doesn't want to talk about that. Like you know, he does. You know, he doesn't want to be quoted. He doesn't want to see the media coming for him because he knows what's coming. Like it, it sucks. Like yeah. If you have any pride whatsoever, yeah. it sucks. Like there's no other way to put it. He doesn't want to be there with no goals, just like the team doesn't want him there with no, no goals. It, it really it hurts. There's yeah. no question. 
Uh, alrighty, so it's happened. Uh, I, I will say this: one of the things that's been missed, and and you know, Elliot. So we were in St. Louis when they started these. I did the session yesterday with Shannon. Uh, yeah. But uh, you know, Reed Wilkins and Rob Down, Rob Brown did a couple. Jack Michaels is just finishing up the final one today. Yeah. He's done four or five. I think Gene Principe did one. So they, you yeah. know, depending on schedule. Obviously, I can't do them during the show. Um, but uh, people, I, this has been totally missed. Though I got I got reports each day as to what was getting said from various bloggers and things like because there were people and that's how this this all works now. You'll find this interesting. Uh, Bob made mention of Toronto, and he talked about Brendan Shanahan saying, "Don't move too quickly on the GM hunt." Yeah, but also Nicholson emphasized skill in terms of what the owners need to upgrade their roster, and he emphasized. Um, Analytics and and I, I know when the Maple Leafs were in town, I spoke to you know Chris Johnson and all the various guys from Toronto. And said the Oilers have to mirror what Toronto did. They do. They have to. They they have to fully embrace. I, how many analytics guys does Toronto have? Five or six? The Oilers. Well, I I think there's a lot more than they let on. Like I, I think Toronto's working on even more stuff as I don't know if as we speak is the right yeah. word, but I, I think they're looking at expanding even bigger. Yeah, and it's um, and the other part of it to me is sports science. And that you have absolutely. to be you have to be open to that because yeah. my experience has been with those people, they're my way or the highway type of people. And if you're not a hundred percent all in with them, they're uh, you know what I mean. They get very defensive of their and I, I and I think the orders are nope. Like Edmonton's going to finish with an average record this year. It's not a horrendous record. What's for Oilers fans? They don't like hearing this. This might be the second best record over the last. 12 or 13 years. Yeah, I wouldn't I wouldn't go with that. Like I, I mean, like, I, to me I, it's irrelevant. Like the that's point is it's not a like in Colorado when I'd see uh Chris McFarland he's like stop like we got to completely change out everything. The Oilers at least have a better starting place to start from, yeah. right? But they've got to embrace as many different options to make as many subtle changes to make subtle improvements to, and it, absolutely they got to get better transitioning defense Elliot. But I, I really, I mean, you know more about the Toronto situation than me. Like, how far have they embraced sports science? How far? It's huge. They, it's huge. Yeah. Like, I mean, they don't talk about it a lot because they don't like other people to know what they up to. They do. They're up to. But what they do in the realm of sports science, it's enormous. From what I understand, you know, from everything from the wearables to the meals to everything they do is it, they everything they do top to bottom is influenced by something. There's. There's a reason for everything they do. Look, when they played you guys, you know, they, they were coming home for a game, I believe, on the Monday. Yeah, it was Tampa. They played you guys in Edmonton on the Saturday, and they had mm-hmm. Tampa on the Monday. And they could there was every excuse to fly home after your game on the Saturday and get in, get in early Sunday morning and do whatever. And they didn't. They stayed, they stayed overnight. They had a dinner there, and they flew back on the Sunday. Now, it didn't help them on the score sheet. No, they got destroyed. But, uh, it didn't help them on the score sheet, but I think, Bob, that there was a reason that they did what they did. We don't fly out of Dallas after a game or to mm-hmm. Colorado after a game. Now, we have to. Uh, do we have, no, we go. Yeah, we are just little. Well, unless you're forced to because you have a game the next right, night. Right, you're not doing it. Right. But, yeah. every, but the thing is, every decision they do, Bob, is influenced by something. I could say, why did you do this? Why did you serve that deal? Yeah. Why did you take that flight at that time? And and if they wanted to tell me, because sometimes they don't want to tell you, they have an answer for everything. Do you, do you know another one? Why we did this? Do you know another one that's going to happen in the future with players? 
who? What? They're not going to shake fa- hands with fans. Why? Because of germs and stuff like yep. that? Germs, yeah. Well, there's a lot of... Like my, I shouldn't say this, actually. I'll, let's pretend I didn't say that. But like Howie Mandel, for example... Is a full-on germaphobe. Ha- Howard Stern, big, big germaphobe. Yep. Um, you know, I know plenty of people who are... I'm not surprised. Like you're gonna see, I, I, you're gonna see. Like fist Kelly Rooney bu- is, a, is, a, is a fist puncher. Yep, you're gonna you're gonna see uh, fist fist punchers. You're not gonna see any more sh- because. But you, but the thing is, like like for example, like one of the guys who I think would love to be your next general manager is is Mike Gillis. And if Gillis gets that job, he's not he, getting Elliot. He's not yes. getting the job. That's why st- do you say that? Because he's not the right guy for this market. Okay, so let's okay, put that. All to- I'm telling you, all I'm telling you, I'll have you time for Lawrence it, Gilman. I'll have time for Lawrence. If, not all Mike. I'm telling you, if it was Gillis or Gilman, uh, there would be an immediate turn to all that stuff. Yeah, uh, I don't think Mike's the right guy for here. Uh, Lawrence, I'd have all the time in the world for because I know who had to pick up the pieces when, uh, you know. Sorry, Mike's not the right guy, in my opinion. They hire Mike, they hire Mike. I'll deal with that at that time. I don't see. Well, you that. better, or else you won't you won't be working there anymore. Oh, I'll be working. I just won't. I won't be kissing his ass if he's the guy that gets hired. Okay, he's not getting hired. Okay, so I keep I keep hearing this name get put out there. I don't see Mike Gillis as being the right guy. Well, I think he's interested. There's. Lo- you don't think there's not? It's a it's a private club, Elliot. There's 31 guys like that in the league. I agree. I agree. It's, you don't think there's not lots of people interested? I, absolutely, there's a ton of people interested. I think, and you know why? Because I think it's, I think it's a good job. Like I think it's a really good job. Um, but I'm just telling you that I think you, you talk about sports science, you talk about analytics, you talk about all that stuff. Uh-huh. Um, you look at a team one province over. He did a lot of that stuff there. What was his draft record like in Vancouver, by the way? Track record was pretty good. Uh, I, they went to Game Seven of a Stanley Cup final. They well, won. Peter Shirelli. Peter Shirelli won to. a Stanley Cup and went to Game yes, Six. Yes, he did. Yes, he did. Oh, wait, he actually beat Vancouver when Vancouver yes, was up. Yes, they did. Yes, they did. But I'm telling you, I thought I thought Mike and Lawrence there did a really good job. They did a really a lot of really good things. They got a lot of they they got a lot of guys to buy in and take below market contracts. Now. It it falls apart like like every team falls apart once in a while. Uh-huh. Um, you, you know how did he deal and, with the media in Vancouver, Mike? No, you know what? I I'm not going to disagree with you on that. Like, and who it, ended up having to pick up the pieces for him? when when Lawrence the Gilman. time comes that he has to do it uh, gets a chance to do it a second time. He's going to have to be a lot Don't better see at it. that. Don't see I'm it. I'm a lo- I, I agree with you 100. percent Don't but see it. But I'm telling you that I thought that. They, I thought they got rid of him too quick in Vancouver. Uh-huh. Okay. I thought he deserved more of a runway at the end. Yeah, I. Uh, you know what? I'm wondering maybe if it's time for somebody that hasn't been in the GM chair before. And well, you know, the, the one thing, the one thing, and that's fine. Like you've got you've got some good candidates there who have never been GMs before. You know, McCrimmon's never been a GM. I think he could do the job. Gilman's never been a GM. I think he could do the job. Mark Hunter. Has never been a GM. The first three guys you mentioned. And, you know, uh, like a guy like Mike Fuda has never been a GM, and I think he could do the job. I, you know, I think the thing, like, I don't, like, to me, I don't believe in you have to be a GM or you have to do this or you have to do that. I just think that can you bring, do you have a plan that makes sense and do you have a plan that works? Yeah. Okay. And I think, I think it's never bad, too. I would also say this. It's never bad too to have guys who are experienced in the Western Conference. 
because of all the challenges that come with that. Yeah. Uh, all right, Elliot. Uh, what else you got going on very quickly in two minutes less? By the way, I'm still devastated that my Alberta Golden Bears did not win the national championship. Yeah, that's a tough one, bud. I mean, like, I, I don't, I'm not going to make fun of you or anything about that. That sucks. That's tough. I get it. I'm happy for Luke Phillips. Like, you know what? Good for you, Bob. You were one of the guys who, who really pushed him, and that's a guy who's going to get an opportunity. And I think, and I, and I think you, uh, you did really well by that kid, and good on you. And, um, couldn't, you know, I, couldn't I, convince I, my own organization to sign him. Yeah, you know what? But the thing I'm is, just you know, having fun. I know, but we had you, we didn't have. You know what? The orders did you not put the kid on the map. The, they, you did. They didn't have uh, the orders. Have got a lot of guys committed under contract next year, right? Now I understand that Craig McTavish was watching Brazil last night. Yeah. Yeah. By the way, Craig McTavish's former agent, Mike Gillis. Oh, that's right. I forgot about that. And who did Mike Gillis represent uh, in 2007 that committed to Edmonton then backed out of the deal? Yes, I remember the whole Nylander thing. Mm-hmm. I believe, I'm not, if I'm not mistaken, I'm not sure. I haven't asked, so I could be. wouldn't be the first time I go on air and be wrong about something. Yes. But I think Mike Gillis also represented Jeff Jackson. Might want to check that, yeah. Distinct possibility. But, no, I, I did want to mention... And we uh, should explain were, to people that Jeff, ja- Jeff Jackson is Connor McDavid's agent, so... Yes, and, I, you know, I should... Uh, he would also... My guess is Jeff Jackson would have a lot of time for Dale, uh, for Mark Hunter as well. And yes, he would. And I, I, I think he'd be, ha- I think they'd be happy with anybody who's good, really. Yeah. But I did want to mention that uh, I know uh, I had a buddy who was at the game last night between Niagara and North Bay because Brazo, and I wrote about him this week in, in my blog, he's an unsigned guy. Six foot six forward from Ontario, scored sixty one goals this weekend as an overager. Can he skate? He's, he can get there. That's what his coach yeah. said. He's, he, he can get there. Size sixteen skates, but I think Boston was there. I think um, I think some other te- there were definitely some other teams there. Was there, eight to but, ten, there was eight to ten teams there. there but McTavish to, was there. There was eight to ten teams at the uh, University Cup as well. Yeah. Elliot, we have to run. Have a wonderful weekend. Um, uh, and I'm going to stick by my guns. The Leafs are going to beat Boston. You heard it here first, okay? You know I love you, Bob. I, it's a mutual feeling. Say hi to Mike Gillis for me. <laughs> All right. Take care. Bye. All righty. Uh, that's Elliot Friedman. We want to mention to you that this fall you can join the president of New West Travel, Dennis Laliberti, on an exclusive visit to Italy and Greece on a spectacular 16-day holiday. It starts with a nine-day tour of Italy, visiting the beautiful cities of Rome, Florence, and Venice with daily guided tours, then board NCL Cruise Lines for a spectacular seven-night Greek island cruise, including meals, nightly entertainment, a private sunset dinner in gorgeous Santorini, parking at the Value Park at the Edmonton International Airport, 50% sold out now. Call New West Travel or visit newwesttravel.com. Off to a global news weather traffic update with Cassandra Jodwan. When we got, do we have some audio coming in? Do we have, uh, I know we got Tobias Reader. Do we have Hitchcock as well? We sure do. Ready gonna, to rip? We're going to run that, then we'll get to some of your text, tweets, all that kind of fun stuff. This is Oilers Now. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.